the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Have you ever wondered... Have you ever wondered if you're too much or not enough? Have you ever overcompensated? You know, have you ever been so against someone or something that you went too far in the opposite direction? Do you want peace? Do you want more peace? Do you want some peace? Do you understand? what it takes to get that peace. And today I'm not talking about you need Jesus, but you do. I just want to make sure you know that because you can't have peace uh, of God. That surpasses all understanding until you have peace with God. And we're all in rebellion to God. But we'll leave that for a different topic, a different show, a different time. But today we're going to talk about this thing called balance. Because if you think about it, A lot of us have a big fear. Well, we have lots of fears, but as I talked about the other day, if you take a majority of the big fears and you meta them down to cause and effect, you would see the cause was not being enough. And so in in 31 years of dealing with people at an intimate level, I believe that enough and the fear of not being enough create some actions that might cause us to be too much of the opposite thing. You know, consider the example, if we were abused by our parents, like I know many people were, we might not correct our children at all. And that lack of correction, that lack of giving boundaries, that lack of putting uh, limits on their interactions, their activity, wow, the sins of the father go three to four generations And that's what's talked about. You're going to create an environment in that child's head, in that child's heart, that they're going to experience pain and things at a level that no human should experience, nevertheless no child. See, what most people really want, I've learned in 31 years, is peace. And today we're going to discuss, and I'm going to posit, that this thing called peace, we need balance. You know, life is a balancing act. I believe uh, that today people are too offended. People are so so wrapped up and someone says something, someone looks a certain way, someone has a dog whistle, someone, uh, everything's insinuated, everybody's inferred, everybody's on edge. And, and we're too offended. You know, I think about when Jesus walked this planet, the only one that ever offended Jesus was the religious people. We're so offended. Offense, you know, go back to 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter. Remember, love keeps no record of wrong. 
love is not easily offended. Love doesn't revel and celebrate in someone else's misery. You know, what we're talking about today isn't love. It's a lot of other things, but it ain't love. And so today I want to talk about balance because we're called to be tough. See, tough is a mixture of hard and soft. It, it, it's resilient. It's balance. Uh, you know, that's what the yin and the yang represents. You know, the, the, the hard side, the male side, the masculine side. The, 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 you know, the, and then there's that soft, you know, they got the yin and then there's the soft, uh, uh, the feminine side, the soft, compassionate, caring, empathic. I'm not saying weak, ladies. No, that's the feminine side. I'm saying those words like compassionate, relational, those words that we men could spend a lifetime to develop. But if you think about it, a mixture of hard and soft, a nice blend, it, we create tough. You know, if I went to the top of a 10-story building and, and I realized that there were two balls right next to them and I was going to drop those balls off the top of the building, one was a 10-pound ball of hard concrete, right? You hit it with your knuckles and it hurts. You drop that from the top of a 10-story building, and when it hits the pavement, what's going to happen? Yeah, it's going to leave a mark. It's going to shatter. And men, when we're just hard, where we just only have that masculine side, that go, 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 do, 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 uh, logical, 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 we leave marks. It's, uh, we do damage. Now, right next to that 10-pound ball of hard concrete was a 10-pound ball of hard rubber. Now, it feels hard, but it's really tough. It's a mixture of hard and soft. Now, when you take that 10-pound ball of hard rubber and you drop it off the top of that building, what's going to happen? Yeah. Boom, it's going to bounce right up. That's what we need. To, we need to build our personalities to be tough, a mixture of hard and soft. So that when life knocks us down, we bounce back up. You know, when I was a kid, we used to have weebles. You know, Fisher Price weebles. And they'd weeble around and float around. And the saying used to be, weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. We got to get a little weebly, people. A righteous man will stumble seven times, but get back up. But the wicked will stumble into ruin. So we're talking about balance. You know, too strict or too lenient, too hard, too soft, too silly, too serious, too trusting or too lazy, too religious, too erased, too loud and too quiet. You know, I got this from um, the successful man in his manifold relations to life, written in 1886 by J. Clinton Ranson. He says, energy also displays itself in quietness. The more noise, the less power. Reads one of the principles of mechanics. And it's just as true of the physical and intellectual efforts of man. The great workers work quietly, often in obscurity. The world does not know that a great genius has labored and that tremendous energy has been averted, uh, exerted until it sees in the results accomplished by years of toil. He goes on to say, the meditations of a Newton, the calculations of a Kepler, the discoveries of a Faraday, the inventions of a Galileo and a Herschel are never heralded to the world by the sound of trumpets and cymbals. He says, oftentimes the world does not know that a hero has lived until he has died and passed from the stage of action. Indeed, a great man must always labor unseen and unhonored for half a century before he can stand for a decade upon the mountaintop. 
the greatest general America has ever known was noted for his quietness and modesty of demeanor. The hero of a score of battles could hardly be distinguished by dress or manner from the meanest soldier in the ranks. And Ulysses S. Grant was never known to boast of a single deed of his. Washington was no less quiet, no less self-composed, and no less retiring than Grant. But where Washington tread, their thrones trembled. There the powers of tyranny were rebuked in silence. The man who could marshal victory out of an army of farmers at Boston, who could outwit the brilliant generalship of a Burgoyne or a Cornwallis, who could successfully resist for eight long years the whole war power of a Great Britain with a mere handful of determined patriots was necessarily a great man. But there were no signs of greatness in the manner or daily speech of the father of his country. America's greatest poet, in whom the energies of genius bumped with marvelous vigor, was simple and quiet and tender as a child. Longfellow possessed great genius, great learning, great power, but he bore about him no visible sign of that power. You know, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible clearly states that the meek shall inherit the earth. Think about meek, and meek is about balance. Meek is not weak. Meek is a bridled stallion. Meek is power under control. It's just like requisite variety. It says that the element in the system with the most flexibility has the most power, the most control. It's called balance. And today on Like It Matters Radio, I want to talk about the balancing act of a leader. Because sometimes we can do too much of this and too much of that. But here's the thing. The lines are not fixed. It's based on a lot of things. Who are you? What do you want? Why are you here? What's your purpose? What's the best thing to do in this moment at this time? So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to be talking about balancing act. And if you want more peace, you better be back. I could listen to any national big personality like Glenn Beck or Dave Ramsey, but the way Scott Black applies his academic approach to the average person is so much more relatable. Hey, this is Brett from Sacramento. On the Like It Matters radio show, Scott encompasses a 360-degree view of day-to-day life. So that obviously starts with spirituality and branches out into leadership, branches out into your workplace, social issues, family issues, local issues, national issues, political issues. If you're able to clearly see kind of where you're at, what your purpose is, everybody needs this. It is life-changing. You know Like It Matters Radio brings truth therapy. Here's what you can do to help share this truth. Please call the program manager of your local radio station and ask them to add Like It Matters Radio to their schedule. Like It Matters Radio is radio like it matters. From Zambrota to Zambia and Detroit Lakes to some lake in Detroit, we're where you are. Stream Freedom 1570 anytime, anywhere at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Do you want to make a difference in your community? Volunteer with your local fire department. Operational and non-operational positions are available and training is provided. Anyone can be a volunteer. You just need the heart and drive to make a difference where it's needed most. When your community needs you, will you be there to answer the call? 
Learn more about volunteering at makemeafirefighter.org. That's makemeafirefighter.org. Whether you're preparing for a typical Sunday morning or a special holiday service, you'll find an array of helpful, creative tools from Worship House Media. From countdown timers to sermon illustrations, visit worshiphousemedia.com. That's worshiphousemedia.com, a division of Salem Media Group. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. You've had a difference in your relationship with God, too. Tell me about that. Um, yeah, I was I was raised in a church, uh, and I kind of stepped away uh, in, in my adult life, and this class kind of brought me right back to, to my faith, and that's a huge, huge part of my life that's just been missing, and I just, I, I feel rejuvenated, if that makes sense, that, you know, knowing that God's walking right next to me every day, every night, you know, he's right here for me, and everyone else for that matter, but he's here for, for me right yep. now. And you have some peace, don't you? Oh, it's, it's. It's really amazing. Sorry, I'm going to get emotional, okay. but it's, 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 it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling inside my heart. Like It Matters' unique approach allows people to see, hear, and experience leadership in motion. Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters. And I have some exciting news for you. Uh, today on Living Life Like It Matters, and that is our podcast. A lot of people don't know this is a daily radio show, but that's not the only thing we do. We do a bi-weekly podcast. So wherever you listen to uh, podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, please, um, we have a bi-weekly podcast Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, and today on Living Life Like It Matters, today's podcast just dropped. Uh, it is eight minutes with the woman who brought down Roe v. Wade, Ms. Marjorie Dannenfelser. What an incredible woman. She's president of Susan B. Anthony Pro-Life America. Uh, and in 2016, she played a key role in getting President Trump to commit to appoint U.S. Supreme Court justices who oppose abortion. There was a plan in place, and she talks about it. I got eight minutes for her. You know, it was recognizing the one-year anniversary of the overthrow of that, uh, of that bad judicial decree. And so, man, please go to wherever you listen to podcasts, like it, share it, download it. You got three steps. Like it, share it, download it, like it, share it, download it. We should get some music to that, right? So please, uh, I'm excited about it. And I'm working, I'm working. That will not be on Like It Matters Radio. The only place you will hear that is Live in Life Like It Matters podcast. However, I'm working to bring back uh, Marjorie to have a full, uh, do a live show with us, uh, Like It Matters Radio. So I'll keep you up to date on that. So check it out and please like it, share it, download it. So by the way, if you have not heard, and we're, we're talking about balance today, balancing act, and you know, have you ever wanted to be more of this and then wound up being not enough of that because you became too much of something else, right? It's the, we talk about the pendulum that swings. And what an appropriate time because, I, as you heard on the news feed in between, if you listened, I got it on my news feed, that today the Supreme Court found it unconstitutional to consider race. Now, you know, we should stop right there and in a, a, a non-racist country we'd stop right there. But we're not. We're a very racist country. 
says the Supreme Court found it unconstitutional to consider race in university admissions, eliminating the principal tool the nation's most exclusive schools have used to diversify. So what diversity means to them is skin color. So again, it has nothing to do with background, has nothing to do with life experience, has nothing to do with socioeconomic background. It's only skin color, and that's called racism. Thursday's 6-3 decision will force a reworking of admissions criteria throughout America higher education, where for decades the pursuit of diversity, again, there's that word that no one can define, the pursuit of diversity. What does that word mean? This is logic. We don't think anymore. This is why I do this radio show, of diversity. So diversity means that you need to have uh, a people in college that represent what the skin color of people outside of college look like. So are only 14% of colleges allowed to be black people? And only, do you see, I mean, that's, you see how racist that is? It's just crazy. But why? They did this to balance. They did this in the 60s. I was born in 1965. So you can add it together, right? So in 16 years old, I was in 1981. So go out and get a job. And I'm going to tell you right now, and this is a true statement. I was, uh, you know, I was raised in a poor white thing. I was the only white people in the projects. I, we were what you'd call today white trash. And I'm going to tell you right now, as God is my witness, there's no doubt in my mind, my life would have been so much easier if I'd been black. Oh, my gosh. I have a 501c3 right now. We help people all over the world. We have elf orphanages we keep alive. I got people in Africa. I got people in India. I got families we support that rely on us for every dollar, for every parcel that they put in their mouth or in their house and yet we have a tough time even funding it all this radio show tough time funding it we're changing lives bringing people to god bringing people uh mental clarity helping people overcome ptsd helping people overcome decades of darkness in their family tree and yet if i was black i'd be i'd have millions of dollars in my 501c3, I was flipping the challenge yesterday and saw this, the next black millionaire. I'm like, what? Is it? No, really? I, I was on Netflix. Yeah, tune in for the next black millionaire. And it's like, how did we become, see, and it's all about balance. I didn't get off topic. Some of you might think, no, I didn't. What they did is they said, because it was so unfair to people of color that we're going to swing it now and we're going to favor people of color. I mean, that's what happened. Whether you agree with it or don't agree with it, I'm not giving an opinion. I'm just telling you my personal, individual, human experience. That struggle, because I couldn't go to college. I didn't have the money. I couldn't get the grants. I couldn't get the free money. I can't get it today. Why? Because I'm a white male who believes in the God of the Bible. I'm the biggest threat to this country. So, again, not right or wrong, not good or bad. This is what we're talking about, balance. And so, but today the Supreme Court said what we've been doing has been wrong, but it's anywhere. This is where we're supposed to talk about character, right? See, I want to go back to what I was reading early on called Display of Energy. It was from the successful man in his manifold relations to life. It was written in 1886. Come across some of these things lately from a long time ago. I love the basic common sense of things written 100, 200 years ago. It's by J. Clinton Ramsey. And I was talking about America's greatest poet in whom the energies of genius burned with marvelous vigor, was simple and quiet and tender as a child. Longfellow possessed great genius, great learning, great power, but he bore about him no visible signs of that power. 
It goes on to say, his life was as quiet as a summer evening. The author of those tender songs that have thrilled the heart of the world could not boast. He could not exhibit, even to the eye of his friend, the pent-up energies of a poet's heart. The marvelous power of a great poetic genius was as quiet as the smooth running rods and wheels of the famous Corliss engine. As thus we might go on, counting over earth's chosen heroes, and we should find them all earnest, determined, resolute men who go to the great tasks of their lives to pour out almost superhuman energies with the ease and quietness which is only born of power. The man who groans at a difficulty, sobs at a disappointment, cries out to the neighborhood every time he puts forth an effort is like the man whom Sam Jones recently described. What a great quote. This will end it with this quote. When I hear some men speak or see them work, they remind me of a river steamboat with a very large whistle and a very small boiler so that every time the whistle blows, the boat stops. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Boy, I'm pretty good with words, and that's a zing. That's, a, like, that's surgery. That's a, that's a little painful. See, balance. We're talking about balance. Because we get worried, right? Are we too trusting or, or you know, faith, I, I walk my walk with God. You know, I'm walking a closeness with God they haven't had before, and I'm walking by faith. I'm not worried about tomorrow. But I'm going to tell you, I've always been a planner, always been a man of vision. And now I wonder, where is that line? Where am I trusting in God, and where does I cross that line to be lazy? Where am I depending on myself, my flesh, and where is that line where I'm really truly depending on God? Right? Uh, I was abused as a child, so I, I want to discipline my children, but I don't want to be abusive. Now, if I go too far the other way and don't want my son to ever be mad at me, not like me, I'm going to let him run the show, and he's going to be disrespectful. He's going to be like a typical child today. But if I go too hard and I, and I discipline too much, I crush his spirit, I don't allow the God-given spirit to come out. You see what I'm saying? Is he balance? And as a Christian, do we fight the good fight or do we roll back? Are we supposed to be the lion or are we supposed to be lamb? That's what Franklin Graham has to have this pull. I was This article, Franklin Graham at Christian Media Convention, every de- demon from hell has been turned loose in society. He says faith leaders must stand firm in biblical truths and preach. Don't back up, said Graham. In his keynote address at the opening session of the National Religious Broadcasters International Christian Media Convention here on Monday night, Franklin Grab minced no words regarding faith in today's society. He told all those gathered, there's a storm coming, and we've all got to be prepared. Reverend Graham also said that every demon from hell has been turned loose in our culture day. He said the world has deteriorated so quickly, he said from the stage. We cannot be deceived, and we can't be fooled. We need to get ready, be prepared. Graham, who's president and CEO of Samaritan's Purse, a Christian relief and evangelical organization, as well as the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, began his remarks by commenting on data protection, referencing those who run faith-based businesses who owns the data cloud, he says, Amazon. He's talking about living in this whole culture war. This is what we got to realize. And so when are we fighting the right fight? And when are we becoming ungodly? 
See, today on Like It Matters Radio, that's what I want to talk about. Where is that line? But I also want to go into other other things that we need balance in. The way we gain agreement, the way we logically reason. We got ethos, we got pathos, we got logos. Which one? Do we do them all? Where's the balance? What about perceptual positions? We got self, we got others, we got our overview. Where's the balance? How much time do I spend in each one? Watson and Crick, somewhere I think in the 60s, realized that DNA was a double helix. Well, I want to introduce you after the break to one of the most powerful things you can ever learn, and that is emotional intelligence. It is the ultimate double helix to take the logical, scientific part of our brain, reasoning, linear thinking, and merge it with the emotion that God gave us to discern, to have empathy and compassion. And I'm going to suggest that that is the ultimate double helix to merge the emotional use of intelligence and the intelligent use of emotions. There's an ultimate balancing act. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about balancing act. And if you want to do it better, you better be right back. all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. You want to feel important? You want to be part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We felt that way too. I'm Lieutenant Colonel Ryan Rossman from Chisholm, Minnesota, and that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Minnesota Army National Guard soldiers. We are people just like you, and together we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit nationalguard.com forward slash MN to find out more. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard, aired by the Minnesota Broadcaster Association and this station. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. The new Salem News Channel, the greatest collection of conservative minds, all in one place. Home to the people you trust. Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Refreshingly honest, always unfiltered. Streaming free on your TV 24-7. Intelligent analysis for intelligent people. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. Here's a real student testimonial for Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training. The way we met Scott was through an answered prayer. We had a, uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training process 
initially, you know, I had been through uh, just a series of all kinds of leadership training and felt like I had been trained as much as I possibly could. You know, we went and went hesitantly. But the one thing, it would have to be consistent with my faith. And uh, it was your awakening class. And uh, that class was absolutely not only uh, the, the answer to prayers, uh, business, but personally. It gave us the tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values. To learn when you can attend the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, go to likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Live in life like it matters. And if you truly want to live your life like it matters, then get out of the pastor seat and get in the driver's seat. Well, what are you saying, Black? Well, what I'm saying is this. We were made to work effectively on autopilot. Don't you know scripture? Don't you know what Jeremiah said? For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans for hope in the future. And don't you know what Paul told the church in Ephesus, right? He says, for you are God's masterpiece, workmanship, whatever you want to call it. You can use lots of different words. Created anew in Christ Jesus. Created to do good works in advance prepared for you. You just got to walk through them. See, this is where we got we to gotta do our part. This is another balance act. When do we let go and let God? And when does God call us things? There's lots of verbs in the Bible. For God so loved the world, he verbed. For you so love your kids, you verb. For I so love my radio show, I verb. For people so love their family and want to be better, they verb. There's a lot of verbs in that there Bible of yours. You might want to verb a little bit. Don't just be hearers of the word. Be doers of the word. James is the most practical book in the Bible. You want to get smacked around with a truth cudgel? Go ahead and uh, read some James. James kind of reminds me of the old saying that if the only tool in your toolbox is a hammer, then uh, you treat every obstacle as a nail, right? <laughs> James, let up, uh, you know. If you can't say amen, say ouch type of thing with James. You know, today we are talking about balance. Now, I'm not saying have balance in everything because when you're all in heart, body, and soul, uh, the only balance is between your heart, body, and soul. You're all in. So you got to be careful. I'm not saying you should always have balance in any, everything. No, sometimes you just got to be all in. God's looking for people of great faith. Faith requires a gap. The greater the gap, the greater the faith. And if you're going to step over a big gap, I do this in my adventure class. You better get some momentum. If you do a half-hazardly half or haphazardly, whatever the word's called, or uh, half-hearted, uh, my dad used to call it half donkey, you know, half ours, right? <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say that or not, so I'm walking gingerly, right? If you cut a donkey in half, you'd be half, <laughs> yeah, right? That's what I'm talking about. But it has nothing to do with my derriere, right? It has to do with a lot of other things. And so we need balance in our lives. That's the word meek. The meek shall inherit the earth. The meek is not weak. Meek is power under control. Talk about balance. 
Jesus Christ could have called down legion of angels. Man, I think it's Hezekiah in, in, in the book of Kings. One angel slaughtered like 185,000. And I think the same, you know, it's just stunning. So a legion, 6,000 of them, whew, that's called balance. Fully man, fully God, yet chose not to use it, right? It's balance. Meek is the bridled stallion, power under control. Requisite variety, something I believe and I believe as a leader. When I life caddy people, walk with people, I teach the value of requisite variety. The element in a system with the most flexibility has the most power and the most control. We are called to be that element. That's what records of writing. And tell me, that takes balance. You know, Semper Fi, there is no balance with Semper Fi. Semper Fi is a cry of the Marines. Hooah, right? Semper means always. It's Latin. We've got a lot of Latin in our language. Semper means always. Fi is short for fidelity. Fidelity means faithful. God is semper fi. God is always faithful. So you can step out. The greater the step, the greater the faith. But you better verb it or you're going to fall right in that crack in the abuso. It's a deep, deep, deep place. So as a leader, to have balance, we really need to be spur gumby. Right? Gumby, always flexible the most powerful element in the system. And part of that is knowing who you are. It's knowing why you're here. It's knowing what you're supposed to be doing. And so part of life is working on our agreement gaining skills because we talk about balance. And if you're going to have balance, you're going to have to learn how to debate without hate. Oh, I like that. I should write that down, somebody. You got to learn how to debate without hate. You got to start with the truth at the root. If you're going to get any fruit, but I don't know why I'm rhyming today, Spence, but I'm rhyming, so you should be recording this. Oh, you are recording this, right? So I want you to think about this. The most effective people in the world work on their agreement gaining skills. See, we call it selling. Uh, the, the highest paid people in the world are salesmen. Why? Because selling is nothing more than gaining agreement from someone to buy your product, your service, your hand in marriage, your belief in God. You're gaining agreement, and you never start the sales process without establishing a state of rapport, and we'll go through all that some other show. But part of selling is gaining agreement, and when I say selling, I don't mean necessarily selling cars or selling trucks or selling computer equipment or selling websites, but that is part of the agreement-gaining process. What I mean by gaining agreements, think about the people who go the furthest in life master these agreement-gaining skills, right? The best teachers are those teachers that have the ability to gain agreement with their students on the rules of the classroom, on the work, the homework level, all that stuff. The, the, the best uh, leaders and managers are those leaders and managers that have the ability to gain agreement with their team, with their employees, with their staff. And again, what is the culture around here? What is our mission? Why do we show up every day, do what we do, go home at night and come back the next day and do it again and again and again? So we got to understand these things. And so as a leader, you've got to understand that we're working to grow people. When we gain agreement, 
we're basically opening people's minds up. We're selling them. We're working for them to see another perspective. In order to do that, sometimes we got to get out of our own map of reality. But we need to have balance. The balance. Now, there are three ways that we can create uh, persuasion, if you will. There are ethos, pathos, and logos. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I rely on all three, and I move in and out. See, today I'm talking about balancing acts. I'm giving you some examples. I'm going to talk about emotional intelligence. I'm going to wrap this thing up. But I want to show you how there's these sets of two and three things out there. When brought in proper balance, it is so powerful. It is so far beyond because we function at the unconscious level, as I said. We were made to function at the unconscious level. But here's the thing. If we get out of the the pasture seat and get in the driver's seat and we take it off autopilot, we can function at such a higher level. Just like breathing. You're all breathing right now, even though I didn't bring it up. But you can choose to get in the driver's seat and hold your breath. You can choose to breathe faster. You can breathe to be, choose to breathe slower. Why would you choose to do that? Because if you know anything about breath, it's very important. And when you get in focus, when you get relaxed, it's different ways to get use your breathing. When you're having a baby, Lamaze, different ways to use your breathing. And so once you understand this about yourself, I like to pull back the curtain, show you how you work behind the curtain, what's going at the non-conscious level, what's going at the subconscious level, what's going on behind the green curtain. So ethos, pathos, and logos are modes of persuasion used to convince audiences. So ethos is the ethical appeal, means to convince an audience of the, uh, based on the author's credibility or character. Now, here's the problem. Today, character doesn't matter, right? That's what Dr. King said. Don't judge me based on my non-choices. Ba- judge me based on my choices. See, that's what character is, a series of choices. Notice Dr. King didn't say, I long to live in a country where my four kids will never be judged because he was a preacher, he knows the good book says that it's appointed for man to die one time, then comes the judgment. So he knows that he's supposed to judge himself. And if he does, then God doesn't need to judge him. That's what the word says. And so what he said is he longs for the day that his four little children will live in a nation where they are not judged, listen, by the color of their skin, something that was not their choice. But instead, they're judged based on their choices, which is called character. And so since there is no ethics anymore that we decide who's right and who's wrong based on the color of the skin, you got to get rid of that one. And then there's logos. And logos, the logical appeal. It means to convince an audience by use of logic or reasoning. And here's the problem. We've been so skewed, so lied to, we've been told for four years to follow the science, and then we realize what they meant to say was follow the political science because there's no science in the science of all that took place uh, in the pandemic. There's no science in, a, in a, a professor being fired in Texas for teaching that your sex is determined by your X and Y chromosomes. There's no science that says that there's 37 genders. Science says there's two. There's no science that says life begins when the mother decides whether she wants that child or not. None of those are science. So we got rid of it. We got rid of it. So the only one that's left is the third one is pathos. And when again... When the only tool in your toolbox is a hammer, then every nail, every problem looks like a nail. So pathos. So what is everybody arguing on? Using the emotional appeal 
means to persuade an audience by appealing to their emotions. There is no ethical anymore. There is no credibility or character. There is no logic. There is no reason because there is no truth, right? You can't have logic without truth, and truth's been dead for a while, right? We were told that in universities. So pathos. See, do you see how when we're out of balance, it causes dis-ease, causes strife and conflict? But after the break, I want to go to the two biggest parts of balancing we can, the ultimate double helix, and that is the blending of intelligence and emotions in what we call emotional intelligence. Because let's be honest, if you want to live your life like it matters, it truly is a balancing act. We'll be right back with Emotional Intelligence. If you're confused, lost, lonely, or feel like you're living in a foreign land, you are not alone. This is Scott B. Black, host of Like It Matters Radio. It's this crisis that created Like It Matters Radio in 2015. God charged me to bring hope to the airwaves by bringing clarity to the confusion and to help guide people to function at a higher level. We bring truth therapy, and we need your help. Like It Matters Radio is now available to radio stations across this country. We need Like It Matters Radio in all 50 states, and here's what you can do to help. Please call the program manager of your local radio station. Ask them to add Like It Matters Radio to their schedule. It doesn't cost them anything and will add value to their station lineup. If you have questions, you can email me at mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. Our nation needs to hear this message because our beloved country is rapidly deteriorating and freedom is continually being quenched. Call your local radio station today and ask them to add Like It Matters Radio. Together, we can help others live their lives like it matters. From Elk River to the Congo River and Cannon Falls to Niagara Falls, we're ringing liberty and truth. We go where you go. Stream Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. For over a century, local broadcasting has evolved with the needs of the community. We move past the stigmas of opinion journalism and bring the most relevant news online, on air, and on the go. You have trusted us with your news, sports, weather, and entertainment. Trust us to keep moving with you. Text RADIO to 52886 and tell Congress local broadcasting is here to stay. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. BearingArms.com covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's BearingArms.com. It's not a one-time event that you get something out of and then you go home. This is an application that I've been using and I will use for the rest of my life. Hey, this is Brett from Sacramento. I'm a recent graduate of Leadership Awakening. I've taken leadership courses from the military and work, and I've been on self-help journeys my whole life, but Scott Black's Leadership Awakening course is so different than anything I've ever taken or seen and we all have the same kind of needs. I learned how to prioritize what was important in my life through leadership. Scott chops everything into bite-sized pieces so it's easily digestible. The gift that I got out of that course was something that will be with me for the rest of my life. Everybody needs this. It is life-changing. To learn when you can attend the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, go to likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. 
Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. And great news just today dropped our brand new podcast, Living Life Like It Matters. Eight minutes with the woman who brought down Roe v. Wade. So blessed. I got a chance to spend a few minutes with Marjorie Dannenfelser. She is the president of uh, SBA Susan B. Anthony Pro Life America. Uh, short conversation, and if you listen in, we have a lot of similarities. I realize when she brought up that we might have actually been in a lot the same places when we in our college days. She was with Duke, I was with UNLV. A little personal note at the end. I think you'll enjoy it. So, uh, man, please wherever you listen to podcasts, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, please don't only just go there. I want you. I need you to do three things. I need you to like it. I need you to share it, and I need you to download it. Please, like it, share it, download. Like, share, download. Like, share, download. You'll help me out, okay? And then God will bless you, right? You do it for the right reasons, God will bless you. This last segment, I want to keep my honest to you. I want to keep my commitment to you, and I want to cover emotional intelligence. We're talking about a balancing act. And I'm going to be honest with you, before we go into the balancing act, you got to have a base. you got to know who you are. You gotta have your operating system in place. Uh, you gotta know what success is defined at. That would be in the mission statement. So there's a lot of foundational pieces. If I was uh, being your life caddy and I was working with you weekly, uh, we would have a lot of work to get to this point. Today, I just want to help you uh, realize that if you want peace, because that's really what it comes down to. When I do all my uh, psychotherapy, go really deep with people. They give me all kinds of things they don't want. And once I get beyond the don't wants and finally get them to the things they do want, what I really realize is as you meta it down and, and, and make it deeper and deeper and deeper, what is the gift of this going to get you? What is this going to get you? What it comes down to is peace. Peace. You know, Dr. Viktor Frankl said, between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power. It is our freedom. When Jesus Christ was being crucified, he was beaten. The flesh was ripped off his bones by creatures that he created, and he came to reconcile to him. He said seven things on the cross. If you call yourself a believer, you should know what those seven things are. And a good speaker always loads them right out of the gun. The first thing he grabs them. You know the first thing of the seven that Christ said on the cross? He said, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. That's called meek, power under control. And see, that's what emotional intelligence does. So first of all, you got to differentiate. We have emotion, we have intellect, right? Two sides of our brain. I do a lot of work with neuroscience and a lot of brain stuff. Uh, I can take your fingerprints and give you a 37-page printout of your brain. That's how powerful uh, your, your body is. And so you got intellect, what I would call the left side of your brain, uh, and then you have emotion, which is the right side of your brain. Now, we, I don't need to sell you on intellect. People live, and that's, that's the great downfall. Men want to have the same intellect as God. Matter of fact, instead of God making us in his own image, let's be honest, many of us got it bass backwards. We, we make God in our image. So we don't need intellect. We, we not understand that. But what we do we need to understand is what is emotion because a lot of people are afraid. A lot of people are afraid of emotion. Uh, a lot of people get emotionally hijacked. A lot of people stuff, 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 snap. A lot of people are so afraid of everybody liking them today, they're afraid to have any emotion, good or bad. They just go numb because they don't want to offend somebody. So what is an emotion? It's an intense feeling. It's to give expression to. It's applying movement. 
the word, the base there is emote. See the moat? What does it mean to motivate someone? What does it mean when someone gives you a motive for why they did something? When someone lifts up the hood of their car and they say, what kind of motor you got in that thing? Right? It's to move. That's what emotions do. They move us. Emotions are inherently neither positive or negative. Stop putting values on your emotions. It's not the emotions that have values, what you do with them. Emotions are inherently neither positive nor negative. Rather, they serve as the single most powerful source of human energy, authenticity, and drive, and can offer as a wellspring of intuitive wisdom. In fact, emotions provide us with vital and potentially profitable information every minute of the day. See, contrary to conventional thinking, emotions are rarely intrusions into our lives. They're intelligent, they're sensitive, they're beneficial. They, might I say, wise. Think about this. Emotions are the primary source of of personal power, of innovation, of influence, of empowerment. They inspire, they enliven good judgment and reasoning. They are linked to success and profitability. You think back to your experiential aquarium and anything important that's ever happened to you, you have an emotion attached to it. Emotions are the indispensable fuel that propels us to greatness. And emotions come from the heart which a lot of you shut down a long time ago. So what is emotional intelligence? And by the way, this is one of my favorite quotes, quotes at all from, uh, what is this, Peter Senge, Director of Organizational Learning, MIT. He said, people with high levels of personal mastery cannot afford to choose between reason and intuition or the head and the heart any more than they would think to walk on one leg or see with one eye. See, it's about this balance. Oh, before I forget, I want to share this quote. Uh, one of my Facebook friends, uh, Chad Carlson, uh, he put this great quote. He puts a lot of great quotes, uh, and I want to share this real quick. Uh, it's by P. Andrew Sandlin. It says, the greatest human conflicts in history are always between rival dominionists. It's a great concept. When man sinned, he didn't lose his dominion impulse. He simply perverted it. That means twist. That means taint it, change it. He simply perverted that impulse. This is why redeemed dominionists are always in direct conflict with unredeemed dominionists. That's so true and powerful. It's never a case, it's never a case of dominion versus no dominion. It's a case, here's, the, here's the, the payoff, here's the mic drop. It's a case of God glorifying dominion versus God defying dominion. Which brings us to emotional intelligence. What is emotional intelligence? I told you, I believe it is one of the ultimate double helixes. Remember, it was somewhere in the 60s, I believe. I don't know. I haven't looked it up. But I do remember the guy's names, Watson and Crick. Watson and Crick. Sounds like an ointment, right? Watson and Crick. If you ever got that inflammation down below, you're good with Watson and Crick, right? (laughs) Right? But they figured out that DNA was a double helix. And I believe, similar to DNA, how they need both to complete this incredible specimen called the human creature, that we need emotion and intelligence, a blending, a merging, a rapport, a balance. And we call that balance emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is the ability to sense, understand, and effectively apply the power and acumen of emotions as a source of human energy, information, connection, and influence. It's not enough to have feelings. 
Emotional intelligence requires that we learn to acknowledge and value these feelings in ourselves and others and that we appropriately respond to them, effectively applying the information and energy in our daily life and work. Emotional intelligence emerges not from the musings of rarefied intellect, but from the workings of the human heart. It is emotional intelligence that motivates us to pursue our unique potential and purpose and activates our innermost values and aspirations, transforming them from things we think about to what we live. See how we're bridging the gap? That gap between the knowing and doing? That gap, as Paul called it, from hearing the word and being doers of the word? So in the Oxford Dictionary, emotional intelligence is defined this way. The capacity to be aware of, control, and express one's emotions and to handle interpersonal relationships judiciously and empathetically. Oh my gosh, is that so good. So good. Don't you hear? Notice nowhere it says when you have emotional intelligence, it's the ability to handle these interpersonal relationships judiciously. But notice it doesn't demand justice. Emotional intelligence doesn't demand justice. Emotional intelligence demands understanding. What we need is understanding, not justice. See, emotional intelligence has been defined by Peter Salovey and John Mayer as the ability to monitor one's own and other people's emotions, to discriminate between different emotions and label them appropriately, and to use emotional information to guide thinking and behavior. It's just incredible. Psychology Day says emotional intelligence is the ability to identify and manage one's own emotions. You see what I'm talking about? You see, this is what's missing in the world today. This is what's missing in America today. Instead of being offended, instead of being put off, instead of not owning, not liking people because who they voted for, what if we sought some understanding? What if we actually took a look at how we're responding to people? What if we took a ride on the perceptual positions? And we took in our perspective for not just our way, but someone else seen it. And then the overview. This is the balance. As a leader under construction, we're to be learning and growing. We're going to be better today than yesterday, better tomorrow than today. That's what we do here at Like It Matters Radio. Go to the podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, download eight minutes with a woman who brought down Roe v. Wade. I am black, reminding you. When you live your life like it matters, it does. Dennis Prager here. Sue and I mean it when we say dogs are part of our family and there's nothing like their loyal companionship. So we provide them with Rough Greens, R-U-F-F, because we want them to feel healthy and be with us as long as possible. I know Charlie Kirk feels the same way. The Pragers and I couldn't agree more. I rely on my trusted furry friend, Mr. Briggs, who's an absolute machine, and he relies on me to provide what's best for him. Naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black has packed Rough Greens, not a dog food, but a supplement full of vitamins, minerals, digestive enzymes, and omega oils that Mr. Briggs absolutely needs and loves. Trying Rough Greens for your dog just makes sense. Greetings, naturopathy Dr. Dennis Black here. I'm honored that the Pragers and Charlie trust their dog's health to Rough Green. I'm so confident that Rough Green can help your dog too that I'm offering you a free Jumpstart trial bag. Just cover the shipping. Yes, dog food is dead food, but it doesn't have to be. Go to RUFFGreens.com. Ringing liberty and... 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.